Little Heroes Comics is a UK-based charity that creates and distributes comic-making kits to children through hospitals and healthcare organisations across the UK, keeping them far from boredom and closer to creativity. Head to littleheroescomics.co.uk to find out how to donate and to help at this incredible charity today. One of the ways you can help them out and get some amazing all-age comics at the same time is by heading over to fairsparkbooks.co.uk. Nothing is more exciting than creating stories for kids and Fairspark Books bring you a whole host of them in different and exciting formats that are all aimed at encouraging imagination. You can find such titles as How to Make Comics with Springworth, the brand new sci-fi fun-filled magazine The Spark, Hopper, Detective of the Strange, Saffron and so much more. Fairspark Books are partnered with Little Heroes Comics so a portion of the profits go towards their goal each year. Go to fairsparkbooks.co.uk and littleheroescomics.co.uk today to find out more. Little Heroes Comics. Bring a huge smile to comics creativity today. Welcome to That Comic Smell Podcast. With... Your hosts, Tom Stewart, with special guest, Nori Miller, Rebecca Horner. Well, it's fine. Like I say, I literally, I've got like a, a Richard Herring style list of questions now like it's just page upon page because every time I think of something now just, I just kind of jot it down like uh, like uh, did you ever play The Sims? oh fucking hell <laughs> I did but I'll uh, before, before we get into it I will just say um, how are you both doing? pretty good <laughs> yeah I'm doing pretty well I'm pretty tired mm-hmm. as is Part for the course. Yeah. Well, it's been a pretty sunny day today in general, anyway. So well, I've been, been inside all day. Oh, have you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Oh, well. <laughs> well, I was working Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, so today was sort of the day off weekend, but I was working in the studio. But we were out, well, you were working on Saturday at Pride, and I was down there for a little bit. But that was really sunny, so I ran away. <laughs> <laughs> you actually work in it? I'm I'm on the creative learning team at the McManus now, ah. so I was down at the youth zone with them, and then on Sunday, Katrina was doing a workshop at the V&A that was like Pride and Protest themed, so I was helping okay. out with that as well. And I was at the Climate Strike on Friday, so I've had a protest weekend. Yeah, so you and Olivia were both at that one. Yeah. I was also at the Climate Strike as well. Yes, you. I just want to point that. Out. <laughs> <laughs> you missed the selfie opportunity. I joined when everybody was there, though, so that's good. You just missed out on the prime opportunity to say, I'm here, I'm yes, here. Yes, <laughs> but I was there. I do care about the environment. <laughs> I do. I, I, never, I never saw any of it at all. I, I, I was hoping to catch a wee bit when I went into town later on, but when did it all disperse? Um... We Not went, we sure. went, we went for, for lunch. lunch. <laughs> well, like, Olivia <laughs> no, and I were there for about an hour. Yeah, um, but yeah. we got out of lunch at about half two and it had dispersed by then. But I think it, because I got invited to like a Facebook event for it that was meant to start at 12, but people started turning up at 10. So, right, okay. It did go on for a few hours. Um, 
I, I should probably say, uh, who are you both? <laughs> Shall I go first? Yes. I am Nori Miller. I am a rude dude with attitude. <laughs> <laughs> well, the follow-up question is, what are you, sir? Yeah. Oh, rude dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Rebecca Horner. I'm not a rude dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm a comic artist, colorist, creative educator person. And human being and to human all. Being. <laughs> Philanthropist. If I had the money to be, I would be. <laughs> that always sounds impressive, though. Philanthropist? Yeah. I know this sounds really dumb, but I don't actually know what philanthropy is. It's just when you have lots of money and then you fund and you throw it at charities, charities and, stuff. and projects and stuff. Because oh, okay. you're so stinking rich. Oh, nice. But nobody ever asks how they get that money in the first place. No. Through scheming and being really stingy, probably, to be fair. That line always came up with uh, Tony Stark in Avengers, and I never knew what it meant. I used to just sit there and go, Oh, so nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's a way of portraying him as a nice guy, because he's not a nice guy. No, not in the slightest. He's a jerk. <laughs> well, he dies, it's fine. Um, <laughs> spoilers for anybody, but hey ho. Uh, but yeah, if um, yeah, we'll uh, skip back to did you ever play The Sims? Because <laughs> you seemed like there was a tangent you could have went on there. I have dipped my toes into The Sims. Um, I have created houses. I have created characters that look like my my friends and myself. And then I've given up. <laughs> uh, I'm really bad at strategy games like that. Oh, really? Simulation games, time management things. It's just really bad. I could talk on and on about how bad I am, but. <laughs> <laughs> on Mean, the other hand meanwhile, meanwhile I love all of those things um, I played The Sims 1 when The Sims 1 came out yes. when I was like 7 or 8 I got all of the expansions I sold I ended up selling them all to buy a Game Boy Advance SP back when like individuals could sell stuff on Amazon and I did it through my mum and it was all very like oh, wow. serious and I packaged <laughs> them up and sent them away and Sims 2 came out and I got all of the expansions for that, and same for Sims 3. Not for Sims 4, though. I do have Sims 4, but I don't have all the expansions. I didn't even know Sims 4 existed. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. What was that, like 2012 or something? Oh, is that the one that was on, like, the Xbox 360? Yes. Yeah, like... Right, I thought that was 3. Oh, right. uh, oh. Wait, no, that was 3. Oh, okay. Yeah, Sims 4, Sims 4 is on the PC, but it's also on the PS. So I'm thinking of 3. Yeah, you're thinking of 3. And that was the one that was like, this is on par with the PC, because the other ones had been ports to consoles. Yeah, like, yeah. which like, I also had. Well, that was the, the, the 3 was the one where you actually got, like, you actually went to the job and stuff like that, as opposed to just getting the job and then disappearing for the day and the house being empty. And then you're watching things moving about and stuff going on fire. You can still do that. I think it's like specific jobs that you can go to the actual job. I only ever went as far as two and the expansions on two, so I didn't have a clue at all. I don't know. I, I work <laughs> I, a job in real life. I don't want to pretend <laughs> managing people. Back back when Sims 2 was out, I used to make like custom hair colours and like down like, the meshes and the textures and like retexture it so it could be all these brightly hair colours. I was like 13 and then going on Sims forums and uploading and being like, here's my pack because people do these really nice graphics and stuff and I was I was Deep, deep, deep into it. So you weren't doing the rosebud cheat or anything? Oh no, I was. Oh, right, okay. 
What's the rosebud? Money. 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 You, do, you do rosebud and then you do. Motherload if you want. Is that 50, a Kane reference? Yeah, rosebud. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think because he was rich. Yeah, I've never thought about yeah, that before. Yeah, and a philanthropist. Yes, you know, yes, exactly. The more, the more we say that word, the harder it is for me to say it. <laughs> Uh, the one that I always remember, he did uh, Rosebud, and then you entered uh, exclamation mark, semicolon, exclamation mark, semicolon, and you kept doing that along, and then you put oh, yeah. one, and then you just held it down, and it would say, like, not working, but your money would just start clicking up, and up, and up, and up, and up. Isn't it funny, the cheat codes that you remember? Yeah. I still remember the one for Star Wars Rogue Squadron, which was, like, Infinite Lives, and it was I Give Up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember anything else about it, but it's just that stuck with me for some reason. I can still, I, I can never remember the ones for like Grand Theft Auto, but I could remember it if you put a controller in my hand, like I'd be able to do the the clicks and the turns and the muscle. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, it's like tick 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 tick. So, for another Star Wars game that because <laughs> I was super into Star Wars, and then the Phantom Menace came out. But there is sh- the, the multimedia Shadows of the Empire thing, which is like a comic and games and stuff, and I had it for the N64. There was a mega cheat, like the ultimate cheat, where you could unlock like textures and the fog stuff that they would use in PS1 games and right, okay. 64 games. But the only way to do it with the N64 controller was to hold pretty much each prong, and there's three prongs. <laughs> so you had to do a combination of buttons you had to hold down on each side of the controller and then you had to put the joystick in the middle prong in between sort of your mouth or your like between your lips and your and your in your chin that what? little bit there and the only way we could do it was to move the stick really slowly to the left and to the right <coughs> three times in each direction did anyone ever walk in when you were doing this constantly <laughs> all right it's expected when you're like what nine ten years old uh and if you if you fucked up you had to start it over again the only way you know it worked is if it made like a, a tone mm. and if it didn't make the tone then it didn't work you have to try that again but that's God. just such a, a random cheat code. There's loads of them like that, though. I mean, like the Contra code's like ridiculous. And everybody seems to remember that for some reason, except people who actually avidly played Contra. They'll go <laughs> down to do it and go, oh, I can't remember. So you both yeah, are yeah. avid gamers. Yes, we do. Ari's <laughs> <laughs> an ashamed gamer. But I'm not yes. ashamed. He's making a face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ashamed. I just there's certain. I don't. I don't play a lot of games. I don't buy a lot of games. But there's certain games that I'll get really, really get into. really into. Right. Okay. And just focus on on that thing for a little while. Played uh, Dragon Age Inquisition for about two years. That was the first. So like I, mm, not the first, <laughs> but it was the first that I come back to after a gap of not really playing games. Okay. The last game I was super into was Street Fighter Four. Nice. And then I sort of, well, it's because I went to back to uni and the masters and stuff, so I had more important things to do. <laughs> and then I came along. And then Rebecca <laughs> came along and was like, you like Dragon Age, have you played Inquisition? I was like, no. And I played the first 15 minutes of it or something, I was like, yeah, this is fun. That's good. I'm done. And you were just like, what? I was like, no, that's good. That, hey, man, that's enough for me. I've had a good time. I made my character, did the first prologue bit. Fine. Four years later, I'm still playing it. <laughs> still going back in and changing characters and be like, what if I play as a dwarf this time? Jeez. 
And you played through The Witcher 3 twice? Yeah, I did that. Uh, only because I got such a bad ending the first time that everyone else wouldn't let me live down. You yeah. were disappointed. Our friend Helen was like, that's the worst possible ending you could get. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So I did that. But, yeah. I like games. I play games. I play... Do you want to talk about Gwen? No. <laughs> Do you want to <laughs> I have... But the problem is with not playing the games and then focusing on one of the games is you have a, a really intense... I say you, Liz, and all you. I have this really <laughs> intense uh, love-hate relationship with it, which is a very self-destructive personality trait. But and that's when it's a game that you me. have to play online with strangers. Yeah, for some reason... I'm not really a people person, but for some reason the games that I gravitate towards are very fundamentally based on playing with other people or playing against other people. Yep. And it's frustrating, to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> so, the games that I play are sort of online, not co-op, but against another player. So, really into Street Fighter, and the other game is Gwent, which is the card game from The Witcher. Right, okay. Have you played The Witcher? No, I've not. I, I, I'm familiar with it, but I don't, I've not played it. Yeah, because it's got the show coming out with Superman on it. Yeah, I'm just. I'm actually just really scared that I really get into it. Like, really get into it. I almost missed my 18th birthday because of Oblivion, so I'm really, really scared that <laughs> oh, if I play something God, like The Witcher, yeah, I might do disappear. It. You're doomed. It's huge. <laughs> it's, huge. Yeah. it's massive. There's always something to do. And an extra thing to it is that there's an inbuilt card game in the game which is its own separate game. Right, okay. And they took that and they sort of went, this is really fun, and they decided to make its own free-to-play card game, which is sort of like Magic the Gathering, but cooler. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, Witchers, the Witchers is like based on more Slavic folklore mythology. Mm -hmm. So all the monsters are really messed up and horrible and... There's a lot more witches and stuff, and yeah. it's a lot more focused on white culture. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no, there's no like black characters or anything like right, that. Okay. And, like, I know it's, I know that's kind of like trope and fantasy and stuff, but everything's quite predominantly Eastern European, yeah, Slavic, Russian, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but this card game's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> How many hours sunk into just the card game? Um, at least seven. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They, 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 I was like wide-eyed. Right like, really? <laughs> just seven? It's not a lie. It's the sort of game that you can drop in and out of really easily. So we were playing it all last year, but then in December they did a complete overhaul and like com completely changed how the cards worked. So I had a weather-based deck that I was really happy with and then they changed changed it and made it all useless and they were so upset or I was so upset yes and then we didn't look at it for five months mm. and then we re-downloaded it forgot everything that we had known before and started over and now we're back in it so jeez oh, mm -hmm. it's just fun it's a it's the the big part for me is like there's six different factions that you can play as mm -hmm. and I think I always think that's really cool because I like that with fighting games as well. Like each character faction is all so unique and plays differently to another character. And I find that really interesting when people pick up a game for the first time and they're drawn to a character. Right, okay. And they'll be like, 
so like when you play Street Fighter and like everybody knows like Ryu and Ken and Blanca and mm -hmm. Chun Li and stuff, and then you get some people that will go for like the really weird character, like they might go, "Hey, Dao Sim looks pretty cool," yeah. and you're like, "Whoa, that's cool!" Like, what does that say about you? And then you say, like why did you pick that? And they'll be like, oh, I don't really know. He just kind of looks cool and I like his flame stuff. And then they'll get into the character and how he plays and Dawson's a really control-based character and he plays defensively. He's sort of controlling the space with his stretchy arms and his fire and he's forcing you to make a mistake. Right. And then usually that sort of represents how the person lives their life. Okay. Yeah, I get that. Which sounds... so, so what does me liking Fang say about me? Um, you like slightly eccentric weirdos. Weirdos that don't take <laughs> themselves too seriously, right? Yeah. Because then you get you get people who play Ryu and they're like very like they just want to play the game. Yep. They like the just the middle of the road character. It's mm -hmm. easy to control. Doesn't have much of a personality. They just want to come into the game, play a bit, win a bit, switch it off. It's also a familiarity thing as well with them. They've seen that character like a thousand times. And they're yeah. just like, yeah, I'll just stick with that. That's it. Yeah. Do you think that sort of translates into what you like, what you do th throughout your work and everything as well? Because you're very character based when you when you draw. Yeah, yeah. I, I think like the the best characters are ones that you've pulled from yourself. <laughs> it's like I'm not going to try and guess what I think people will think is cool. Yeah. Like, I just want to do, like, a cool character, usually female, with, like, a cool jacket. Because to me, that's cool. <laughs> because it's funny, because I was looking at characters, and I was looking at... Um, so I, I don't want to go... I, this is pretty cliched now, because I'm a white man over 30, but I was looking at Akira, and I was looking at the character... Uh, oh, I've forgotten her name now. Kay. Is it Kay or Kai? Kai's the guy, isn't it? We have phones in front of us. I, I'm pretty uh, sure it's it to be a Google job. It's been a long time since I've watched Akira. And she has, like, this kind of jacket that's, like, got short sleeves. Uh, and she's just got, like, a leather... It, it's almost like a leather catsuit underneath, but you don't see it. And right. it's just, like, this short, cropped black hair with this kind of short sleeve jacket that's like a skirt kind of thing and mm. then like the leather pants and the okay. cape okay. and the boots and I'm just looking at it and it's like this is just had such an impact on what I think is a cool character yeah, yeah, after yeah. all these years and it's like just from reading that at an early age and it's just like that's sort of what I'm drawn to is just trying to find what I think is a cool character yeah yeah well, cost, costume has a lot to do with a lot of a character's identity and everything as well. I think people very much underestimate that when they're looking at a character. Yeah. Very much so. Because I see so much <coughs> so much character-based <coughs> artwork on Twitter and Instagram and stuff, and usually it's like just like a naked character, just a nude model, and it's just the can show the artist shows so much of their character just by the way that the the, the nude model is just like reclining mm. or standing and it's like i think that's really interesting that people are drawn to that aspect like it doesn't matter what clothes they're wearing yeah yeah and a lot of it's erotic art and <laughs> 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 and that's all other characteristic and stuff but I, I just i don't know what it is it's just i always find that aspect of art really interesting yeah 
Well, it's stuff like that with just uh, with life drawing and everything as well, isn't it? It's, people are getting you to explore the sort of human form and everything and, and getting over the aspect of somebody, maybe even somebody's personality throughout the way they are, the way they position themselves, anything, you know, it's that kind of thing as well. Yeah. It's quite a, that's a, a deep hole that you can disappear down. But it's funny, that it's strange how you're... Um, uh, able to tell traits of somebody depending on the character that they pick. Though, it's, uh, is there a, a is there a sort of um, odd interest in people's behaviours and how how they go about making decisions? I don't know. I wouldn't say I'm a people person. Like I'd get really annoyed by people. <laughs> well, same. Um, but it's like I guess it's like when um, it's like star signs, isn't it? It's like everybody's like, oh, I'm this, so that means I'm such and such. Yeah. Or I'm a natural leader because I'm a Leo. Or, and then I know it's like the Harry Potter houses. It's like, yeah. I'm a Gryffindor because I think I'm cool, and I'm a Slytherin because I'm cool, but I'm a little bit evil. <laughs> I have a lot of Harry Potter discussions with the young people. But yes. I also proudly say that I'm a Ravenclaw, so. Yes, because they're the smartest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny how everybody attributes themselves to the things that nobody else kind of puts it upon you. Everybody always says like, "Oh, I'm this because I'm I'm so this." Nobody actually turns and says, "Oh, mm. you're you're such a whatever." You know what I mean? Okay, maybe more so with the star signs, but not so much with the Harry Potter stuff. Unless it's an unflattering thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, see that? That's yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, that's you. That's you. You're slithering because you're bloody evil. Or something <laughs> like that. It's like, oh shit. Um, we kind of switched off a wee bit there. Um, gaming, gaming wise for yourself, I because I know you you've played sort of. I've been uh, playing lo- all kinds of things. Loads this of month. stuff. Yeah. This, month, this month for games <laughs> is crazy. There's so many things that are coming out. Um, I am finding that I'm veering more towards small indie games, partly because I don't have time right. to like sink into a big game. So I'm trying to think what I've played this year. Well, I played Later Alligator this week, which is excellent. Later Alligator? It's the, it's 2D animated. It's by the people who did Batman, Spider-Man on YouTube, which is mm. really silly, funny. <laughs> Have you heard of this? No. It's it's very funny, very silly, but like the game is just... It's a... Well, every it's a version of New York and everybody is an alligator and you're helping this alligator called Pat who is in danger from the family and you have to find out who the family are and they're like you meet somebody and you have a little mini game with them and it's right. just re- it's quite a short short game but it's just so fun <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's talking about Untitled Goose Game Untitled. yeah everybody seems to be on that at the minute I was watching Lemmy playing it last night <laughs> uh, that was uh, that was interesting loads of people just constantly saying to him like Oh come on, let me give us a shout out and give us a wee quack whilst you're there. It's like, <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, the, what is what is like? I couldn't understand it at all. I was kind of watching and being like, I don't, I don't get what's going on. Like, you're what is literally. <clears throat> so I, my favorite game in the whole world is Katamari, which is okay. a very like two D simple. You are rolling up random objects and creating the world. And yep. Goose Game has a very similar art style, 
And there was another one called Donut County last year, which is where you have a hole and you are just like in a room and you make everything fall into the hole and is you it, destroy is, the is world. It the same kind of same kind studios. of style, but a diff- different studio. Different but studios, it's all like right? indie. There's so many good indie games mm-hmm. happening. But that, that that's that's spurred out of humble bundles becoming a big thing back in the day and them all chucking them together yeah. at that point. Um, yeah, that was insane around that time. I played another one a couple of months ago called A Short Hike, where you're just this little bird and you're on this kind of holiday island staying with your aunt and you have to get to the top of this mountain and you like do little things for people and you get these feathers and it means you can fly higher and it's just, it's so simple and the graphics are really simple and appealing and you can just lose your, well, I find I can just lose my hours and that, it's so relaxing and yeah. nice and it's just nice. No, he's making faces at me. <laughs> no, I was just remembering it because it's got this really great animation style and, and the graphics are really nice and it's just really gentle and you just look like you're having such a good time yeah. and mm. I'm just sitting in the other room shouting and swearing. Because <laughs> yeah. somebody won't play their card or somebody is taking my card. Yeah. Yes. It's a study in contrast. But yeah. we, we come together for Borderlands 3. Oh, nice. Which we're playing just now. But in this modern HD age, <laughs> we're playing split screen. The text is so tiny that we've had to move the couch forward. We've had to right, move the okay. couch stupidly close to the TV just to read what we're supposed to do because it's so like... Tiny, tiny, tiny. Because whoever's making it has made it on a big screen right in front of them and hasn't thought about... That was the same one and two as well, though, wasn't it? The writing was pretty small. I don't feel mm. like it was that bad. I remember it with one. But that's just because I, I honestly couldn't read a single thing that was on the subtitles at all. Even being close, I was going, what the fuck is that saying? <laughs> I think I would have played one on like an old CRT TV. Mm. And then when I did finally get like a HD TV, it turned out there was like this whole other part of the screen that I'd never seen before. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's where those... <laughs> those gauges go <laughs> other things like oh there's a map yeah it's ridiculous I remember that with uh, the first Gears of War I played it on like a tiny toy television and I kept like, I kept playing online and uh, getting shot from all angles and being like yeah. what? what is happening and then eventually getting the big telly and being like oh right <laughs> I could see that guy sitting on the stairs oh I the first time I played Gears of War was like a multiplayer thing. I thought I was having a heart attack. Yeah, it was just the most stressful thing I'd ever done. Yeah. Oh man. I think I ruined my uh, photography degree at college because of that. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I lost a year and a half to years of it. See, I'm like that where I'll do exactly the same. So you're yeah. saying that all about uh, the Witcher and everything, and I'm, I'm sitting going, "Oh God, it's like it's like having PTSD all over again." <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I had to eventually get it into my skin because I was just like, I, I need yeah. something just to get a bit of closure on this, on this fucking game. Oh my god, it's ridiculous. Um, it still gives me nightmares. Uh, I played three when it first came out, and I remember saying to a friend of mine, um, like, we can't play online, we can't play online because mm. I just get really angry. I'll end up screaming the place, but no, no, come on, come on, play with me. And it was like, Three hours later, and I was giving it, you fucking asshole, and screaming <laughs> down his head. And he's like, whoa. Well, I told you. Yeah, so that was only one of the random questions from the book. <laughs> uh, I've also got um, favourite recently deceased celeb. Oh, dang. <laughs> Sid Haig just died, but he's, I wouldn't say it's a favourite. 
I barely knew him. Sid, Sid Haig, I barely knew you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just that weird clown guy from the Rob Zombie movies. So. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Died today, but he was like 80. He was 80. 80. Really? He yeah. didn't look it. He did not. No, he did not. He did not look it at all. But then when you look kind of haggard as a persona, then... That your whole life is. Yeah, like... <laughs> I, I, I remember we were having this discussion the other day, I think, who was it? It was me and my other half, we were saying the the trick is to look as old as possible, as young as possible, so when you get older, you still look older, yeah. you still look the same age. Yeah. So people are like, oh, he's never ages a day. Keanu Reeves did that good job of getting the beard in quite early. Yeah. So yeah. it was like, right now, he is never ageing from here on out. It was like a good decade where he's just looked the same. Unless he's gone grey and he's just dying his hair. I did actually kind of wonder that, to yeah, be honest. because it's very dark. Well, that that poster for Bill and Ted, there is grey coming through on it, the first one that he did. Oh, nice. They're seeing, in the... seeing him in that, that's the first time I've looked at him and thought he actually looks quite old. Old, now. yeah. But now, he's, the hair is jet black again, and he's lost the beard mm. for the filming. Mm. So he looks young again. It's ridiculous. I don't know what's <laughs> happened, but he literally has just went right back to being Neo all over again. I'm like, oh my god, intriguing. Yeah, He's a mystery food. <laughs> <laughs> He's a fucking vampire. Yeah. <laughs> he has to be. Um, I'm to think who's died? Aaron Eisenberg died yesterday. Whose career I didn't follow, other than I love Deep Space Nine, Star Trek. Oh Nine. yeah, 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 yeah. I kept he seeing, died I kept quite suddenly. That pop up. Yeah. So that was a shame. He was only. 50 or something, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. What a shame. Who's died this year? I'm trying to think. It's a total bum note, but at the same <laughs> point, you're like, wait, who did die? The, well, the last one that really got me was Carrie Fisher. Like, yeah. I had a cry about that. And then before that, when Robin Williams died, I had a big, massive meltdown about that. And then, because mm-hmm. I grew up on so many of his films, and even watching them now, I'm just like... I, I still haven't been able to watch a Robin Williams film since that day. Oh. Can't do it. I just can't do it. Can't do it. I saw a little bit of his stand-up come on a YouTube video when somebody was describing something, and I had to fast-forward, because I was like, I can't watch oh. this at all. It's horrible. R.I.P. Grumpy Cat. Really? Yeah, that was this year. Oh my god. Poor little cat. Uh, Boo, the cutest dog. Rutger Hauer. That's my my big one. Oh my god, I'm a terrible person. I was sitting in a workshop and he messaged me in a kind of like, steal yourself. I think you you should see this. (laughs) And I was so sad. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's my big one this year. David will hear this and be screaming. Yes, I'm sorry, David. It's always bad when like a really talented person dies. Yeah, yeah. We're at that. We're we're definitely getting within that sort of time period now. Mm-hmm. They're all going, mm-hmm. and you're all starting to fear for everybody's life as well. Yep. It's like, oh god. I remember that before before Stanley actually died. It was like a bunch of people were dying left and right and it was like where is Stanley get him in bubble wrap and get him in something right now mm. it's just that yeah. thing on Twitter like someone will be trending and you're like oh god yeah. what am I about to read it's it's either one thing it's you see somebody's name come up and you think oh god or you go oh god uh, yeah. yeah it's like yeah. it's one or the other um, and it's bad because you can actually kind of tell with whoever's name it is that comes up as well you're like oh this is this isn't going to be good <laughs> see, 
And then you you get caught by surprise if it's like, it's holding a charity event for <laughs> lots of children. You're like, oh, okay. Or was seen with a cute animal and you're like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Well, somebody somebody falsely reported Clint Eastwood died the other day. That mm. was uh, mm. that was a bad one. He's He's gone a bit loopy. Yeah, he has. In his old Republican age. Yeah. Let's uh, let's support Trump and uh, do lots of films just about was it war heroes and shit like that. Yeah. Yep. Come on, you must have seen it coming. The uh, the westerns didn't give it away years ago. Guy <laughs> <laughs> loves these guns. Um, do you folks ever object to anything out of sheer stubbornness? Object. <laughs> uh, how define object? <laughs> define um, stubbornness. Define stubbornness. <laughs> <laughs> do you just mean on a general day to day basis, like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even just like, even something as simple as like you you object to even maybe you watching a certain film just out of the fact that you, you it's been so long now that you're like oh, that's it I'm like I'm just oh, never gonna watch that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Or yeah. Like Holy that's, shit. that's yeah. you all over. Yeah, that is me. I watch a film once and I'll be like, that was fine. I don't need to do that again. (laughs) I have watched Apocalypse Now like three times maybe. And I never want to see it again. Okay. Uh, It's like, it's actually like my mum's like favourite film and she always talks about it and stuff. And I'm just like, how? Like, it's a good film. I... I'll say it's that also first. one of my favorites. It's also one of my favorite films. I was going to say, I came into films. an apocalypse now. Oh, poster. Yes, you did. <laughs> it's literally a giant that was poster. Entirely me. <laughs> Marlon Brando's face. Yeah, his big stupid face. Peeking out, <laughs> looking at me every morning. But it's just like it's so bleak and heavy, and I just like I I like the chaos of it, and even just the chaos of filming. Like all of Marlon Brando's scenes, people were holding up signs with his lines on them because he didn't learn anything, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was like written on his hand. And but yeah. Yeah. the story behind it, making it, is fascinating. Like, right, I would watch documentaries on making it and stuff, but just the actual film is like it's just there's just so much going on. It looks beautiful, but mm. it's like this beautiful disaster, and it's so. There's there's films that are bleaker and heavier and more disturbing and unsettling, but I don't know yep. what it is about that one for me. It's just like, well, that's it's like seventeen hours long as well. Yeah, and then the direct part of Redux adds another half hour, which is basically just Martin Sheen going off and having sex with a woman. Oh, and these are the only women that appear in the film are in the Redux, and he's it like, one of them. It's like this scene. didn't need to happen. Jeez, I mean, I just, I just like most sane people. I don't really like war. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see people. I don't like war films, but I dying. love. I love Apocalypse Now. Uh, explain why. But speaking of documentaries, I just remembered. Have you ever seen the documentary about the making of the Island of Doctor Moreau? No, that was on Netflix for a long time, wasn't it? Oh yeah, worth checking out. Really, the complete <laughs> batshit craziest <coughs> behind the scenes making of a film. The director has a complete meltdown, just abandons the set, goes missing. They don't know, like, the film is half finished, all the sets are made, nobody can find Brando, Val Kilmer is being Val Kilmer and being insane, um, there's no director, they don't know whether they're meant to be filming, and, like, the director ends up joining, like, a commune, like, a couple miles down the river, Jesus. and living in, with them for a couple of weeks to a month, sees that they're still filming, disguises himself as an extra, and 
<laughs> Meanwhile, the director's been replaced, so they're they're carrying on with the shoot. <coughs> Turns up in the film as an extra, and just walks away again. Jeez, it's bananas. Pretty funny though. It's hilarious. <laughs> but I think, Is it still on Netflix? Oh, I don't know. Um, we watched it, it a couple of years ago now. Yeah, it was on my list for the longest time, and it's not it's not on it anymore. So I wondered if it maybe went away. Maybe. Um, what other documentaries are good about disastrous? Makings of films. Um, the Bros documentary. Oh my god! <laughs> yes. I keep hearing about this, but I've never actually sat down. We have watch it, it on DVD if you'd like to borrow yes. it. Oh god, we, yeah. we purchased it. Especially, that's how we spent our Valentine's Day together. Yep. <laughs> was with the Bros brothers. <laughs> one of the funniest, although a little bit sad as well at times, but one of the funniest documentaries I've seen. Really? Hilarious. Well, a little sad. <laughs> it's like one twin is very self-aware and enlightened and the other is not. Oh, just yeah. completely mental. So there's yes. like the, 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 the guy that's a drummer who went on to be actor. He's right, in okay. Blade 2. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hellboy. Yeah. Hellboy. He's in Hellboy yeah. 2, yeah. Yeah. Um, so he comes across okay in the film. Okay. I was entirely on his side. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you're all right. <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> they, they're, they're coming together to do a big comeback gig. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I've been acting for the last 20 years. I, I'm a little bit rusty on the drums because he gave the whole thing up. They stopped because he gave it up and didn't want to, he didn't want the showbiz stuff and he found it really stressful. Right. And as it t- turns out in the documentary, he gave it up because his twin brother is a lunatic. Yeah. <laughs> so he's been he's been living in like Las Vegas for the last twenty years, doing a show in Las Vegas or whatever. Oh, like a residency. Yeah, a residency. Okay. So he's very like showy and perfectly groomed, and oh, lives in this big house with no one else in it. And he's right. like, "This is my uh, conversation chair. Uh, I don't have many conversations, but I just kind of like to think. So I guess it's my thinking chair." What was the thing? Was <laughs> it's the that thing kind of shit. <laughs> right, oh like, my god! This this is a this is a house of love. There's no fighting in here, unless you do want to have a fight. Then have a fight. I'm not going to fight you on that. But if you break something, like clean it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing because he's talking to the camera, but he's obviously trying to give like nuggets of wisdom every time yeah. he speaks, and yeah. he just tumbles over himself. And it's like the he's just getting lost. The funniest thing, but the, the sad thing is that both. Both of them are so codependent on being with one another, right? But they can't stand one another. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's really sad. Jeez, but hilarious. It's funny I mentioned about Richard Herring. He always goes on about how he went to school with one of them, and they got punched or something after kissing somebody's girlfriend or something like that. He tells that story. He tells that story all the time when it comes up. He's just like, oh, I found it hilarious. And then I saw them in a documentary years later, and just like, ha, you got punched. <laughs> I was like, that's brilliant. Um, favourite garden tool? I told you they were fucking... Favourite garden tool? Um, I, uh, the shovel. <laughs> the shovel. <laughs> that's ominous. <laughs> I've never really had the shovel. I've never really kind of had rumors. a garden. Yeah, it's the only one I can think of. I've never had a garden. I'm, I'm, I'm not really much of a gardener. Uh, I would guess my hands. <laughs> Gardening gloves because I don't I I don't like touching dirt and stuff oh, that's a and good bugs. One, yeah. But with gardening gloves, I will pick up any weed. I will pick up any bug. Right it, in there. Yeah, that's a better answer the than what I had. Yeah. 
I would also like to see Guardians. <laughs> Sh- Shovel the way the way you kind of said it as well. It was almost like it was going to be followed up with a rope. <laughs> like who have you buried? <laughs> um, favorite non-popular villain. So, for example, popular being like Disney or mm. DreamWorks sort of villain mm. or whatever your usual kind of movie villain. Uh, non-popular being like sort of the bad guy from District 9 or Sue Sylvester from Glee or Jason Bateman in Juno I see him as a really big villain in that film mm. interesting because he's a dick mm. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, man this is this is a big question <clears throat> I don't know if I can answer it it's funny because there's a lot of different like license title that's, stuff pop that's on the walls, I'm and I'm like, at my walls. I'm like <laughs> going, "Oh, you guys are going to struggle with this." Um, Doodle and the Blue Cat, the Magic Roundabout movie from 1970, which I got Nari to watch recently, which I felt was a bonding moment. Yes, because <laughs> it's a film from my childhood. There, the bad guy in that is Buxton, who is a blue cat. Because the, it's originally a French stop motion yes. thing, and Eric Thompson, who's the father of Emma Thompson and Sophie Thompson, mm-hmm. he translated the whole thing, did the voices, made the whole thing up. It's amazing. Yep. Um, but That's why he it's so bad based shit. he based the voice of Buxton off the main character in A Clockwork Orange, which right. when I was a child I had no concept of this yeah. existing, and then as an adult found out, and it's like, oh, of course it is. Yeah. It makes it so sinister, <clears throat> but it's so kid friendly, and he is my chosen villain. Mm. I does, think. Sorry. Does he shapeshift? No. No, I have a horrible thing in my head he, of him changing into things. He's but. originally a white cat. Because he, okay. he falls under the spell of the blue voice, who is also my favourite villain, but she's Do you just see this him disappointed as a voice. Yeah, Did you I see miss him that? at the end. You oh, might at the fall end. Asleep. I didn't fall asleep. You were very relaxed. It was, um... Or sleepy. <laughs> 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 I, had, I was awake the whole way through it. There's a lot of ambient noise in that film. Yeah. But, like, he's a white cat who, like, there's this blue voice. You never find out why this is happening, but this blue voice wants to turn everything in the world blue. Right. And it's this cult, and it's just this woman's voice, and she's got a really distinctive voice, and he somehow turns blue, and he has to go through all these tests, which is just him naming different types of blue, and then he becomes (laughs) King Buxton, and he takes over the garden, and it's great. I lost Mm. my train of thought. What was I saying? I think you were just saying how much you like that film. <laughs> yeah. It's Jeez. very... Because I'm a colourist and I like bright colours, like going back to things that I liked when I was little, it was that early that just cemented this is the stuff I like. Because right. everything in it is like pale pinks and purples and mm-hmm. blues and it's like, this is me. <laughs> this made me who I am. Yes. Do you feel that's how you've maybe gravitated towards colouring more? Yeah, like colour's always been, because I, as long as I've been reading comics, colour has been the thing that's like drawn me into buying different comics, but even with films, like when I was little watching Sleeping Beauty, because the backgrounds were all really detailed and Mm -hmm. dark, and then 
the main characters were so bright and like the scene where they make the cake and they make the dress and it's just hot pink yeah like bright in your, bright in your face i would rewind my vhs just to rewatch that scene because it's just like this is amazing yeah have you thought of a villain yet oh yeah yeah okay. i was just patiently waiting my turn <laughs> For me, it's a tie between two oh, characters. Oh, I know who you're gonna say. <laughs> you? Just based on how your how your voice is gone. <laughs> I would say a uh, non-popular villain um, would it's a tie between uh, Dave Mustaine from Megadeth <laughs> and Lars Ulrich of Metallica. Oh, <laughs> nice. That's not what I thought you were gonna say. They are my favorite fictional villains. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen oh, I've never seen a, a a character like Lars that has destroyed two individual bands <laughs> yeah. purely by himself. Uh, man, good times. I thought you were gonna say the monarch. He is a character all on himself, definitely. Oh yeah, that's that's a good shout though. The monarch. Because your voice even went oh. just as you said that. Oh man, I didn't even like think of it. Is that a non-popular thing? Have you seen the Venture Brothers? No. Oh damn. That okay. Counts. Yeah. There's a character called the. The, the um, Venture Brothers is uh, started on Adult Swim All right, okay. Cartoon Network. It's sort of a send up of Johnny Quest kind of oh, okay. action adventure from the 50s, 60s. But there's like all these superheroes, and the, I guess he's the main character. Dr. Venture has an arch nemesis called the Monarch, right. who is this monarch butterfly themed villain who flies around in a giant cocoon. And he's a giant wimp. He's a giant wimp. But he's completely inept, but he's kind of really clever and cunning. Right, okay. He's got his own code of honour and stuff. But that's that's the thing. I forgot about that one. That's a good one. I still stand by Dave Mustaine and Lars Ulrich. Really. <laughs> <laughs> the best fictional characters. I just hate Dave Mustaine's face. It's not nice to not like someone based on how they look, but just his little... Pout. I'm just like me, 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 me. Yeah. It's like I hate you. And it's like I was part of Metallica. I'm a baby blue. They hurt me. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, yeah. I think it's the hair with him as well that does my head in a Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The it's like a muffin top. And he's not. He's not changed it in like thirty years. No. It's been the same ginger curly, just. Thing. plopped on his head yeah <laughs> um, if you folks could have any mundane superpower what would it be the power to clean the little gaps between the tiles in the shower oh, without the any scale. effort yeah. oh, nice mold and mildew if I had a superpower it would be to stop by racers oh. from driving oh, too yeah. fast and revving your engines yeah. I can't can't stand that. No. We it's so unnecessary. By a mini, a perfectly nice mini that had souped up a like double exhaust in the middle. And it was it was school traffic and it was every tiny stretch it was like, mm. I was just like what? Yeah. The, what? So unnecessary. Yeah. I don't know who that's for. It's not for me. I don't want to hear it. No. <laughs> Therefore it's for no one. <laughs> It's just for any other car dick that's in the vicinity that sits and goes, Ooh, listen to that, Ooh, that's amazing. Uh, yeah. I've never got it. I've never got it. I, I like to see a nice car, I appreciate a nice car. 
but just to have like a really shitty little car that's souped up with a spoiler and seven exhausts on it and I think if they're gonna do it, do it right, get like an old muscle car from America or something like that. If you're gonna, if you're gonna do it, if that's what you're, sure. you do do something up, yeah. Whatever, get, you know, get your grease lightning and yeah. do that and race. Don't just drive <laughs> out my bloody street. <laughs> <laughs> Going about in a Citroen Saxo or a Vauxhall yeah. Corsa, a tiny little thing that cost their parents like a thousand pounds. It's just bananas. I don't. We've <laughs> got it at the minute. For some odd reason, there seems to be like a, a boy racer group that have formed of all places. No, that, you know, there's this, you know, <laughs> nobody going about. It's all old age pensioners uh, or kids that are literally just sitting in their house playing games or whatever. And these guys are racing about the streets, and then they pull up in the car park that's right next yeah. to the house, and it's just like, oh my god, yeah, it's just ridiculous. And then they just leave like shows of McDonald's lying about and stuff as well, and I'm just like, oh. yeah, I've um. I'm trying to play the bravery card at the minute when I'm seeing people chuck stuff out of windows. I'm going up and going and grabbing it and being like, you've dropped this. I've done it My twice. My grandmother Ooh. used to do that. I've done it twice and both times I've shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> My, my grandmother got away with it because she would do the kind of like innocent like, oh, I think you dropped this. Yeah. Just, oh, the, she, knew, she knew what she was yeah. doing. Yeah. <laughs> Elderly people can get away with it. Yeah. Older folk can get away with it, but I, I you know, a thirty-something white guy coming up to with a, with a beard and glasses coming up and be like, "Excuse me, <laughs> I think you dropped something." Uh, no, I did it to a school kid the other day, and I did it to somebody today when they threw the chimney out the window. And uh, I've never been so scared in my life because the guy that was driving was just covered in tattoos, and he's sitting there like looking huge, and I'm going, "Oh, I'm holding my life in my hands." But the luckily. The guy said, see, told you you shouldn't have chucked out the window. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I thank Christ. Um, whereas the school kids, that was just hilarious. I mean, I went, I think you've dropped this, and it was just like a sandwich box, and all, right. the, other, all the rest of our pals were like, <laughs> mentor. <Yeah. laughs> and then driving away, like, <laughs> but yeah. Oh. So fun to embarrass people that thrown stuff. But I am I am really shit myself that I'm gonna say it one day and there's gonna be a guy who gets up like six feet tall, like, mm. <laughs> like I'm really sorry. Bold. I mean it's not it's not that hard to like not litter. Yeah, exactly. You, you, don't, you don't have to throw things away, you can just keep them until you see a bin. Yeah, I don't get it. See going about in the van all day, I see it so much. Just people just <laughs> chucking stuff out the window and it's just infuriating. The police are really bad for it. Really? Re- really bad for it. Barely are. I barely are. <laughs> they literally they'll, they'll, they'll sit in par- they'll sit in parks and they'll sit and have their lunch in the park and then all of a sudden you just see it go out the window and then they drive what? off and I'm like oh. You're I've- literally in a vehicle that you can take to a bin. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Nine times out of ten they're sitting beside the bin and yet they still go and then just drive off. I see it all the time and I'm just like Oh, I want to say something, but I know that you'd just turn it around to me or something. <laughs> you can get arrested. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, excuse me, I think you've dropped... Oh, oh, oh God, oh, God. <laughs> this has gone horribly wrong. Oh, do you believe in ghosts? I've not asked this one to people in a while. Do I go up with this? I need to think about this. You need to think about yeah. it? Yeah. It's yes or no, really, isn't it? <laughs> 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 There's some people who are shaky on it. Yeah. Yeah. There's some folk I'll say I don't believe, but mm-hmm. I feel like I've seen them. Yeah. Sort of thing. I've never 
I've never had any kind of spooky experience, but we mm. listen to a lot of things where people talk about experiences they've had. So I don't mm. know. I don't know. Well, I don't believe in ghosts. Yeah, no, he's quite. But. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't. I don't believe in ghosts. Um, I enjoy the stories behind them. Okay. I think it always makes for a good story. Uh, and, and from like both sides being like, this is a spooky ghost, and yeah. here's why it's a spooky ghost. In 1863, <laughs> the early days of America, there was, yeah, and then from the other side of like, this is a spooky story because this person just happened to be standing at the precise spot in the room and the precise time of the day where air currents were managed to crisscross one another and they managed to hear all these weird sonic... There's a cat. <laughs> I've been touched. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't believe in ghosts, but I have had spooky experiences happen to me. Okay. I've had. <laughs> well, it's the only way to describe them. They yeah. were they were genuinely gut wrenchingly terrifying, terrifying at the yeah. time. Um, I've had three separate bouts of sleep paralysis. All right. And okay. I think that's why I'm probably more inclined to not believe in ghosts. Right. When people say something, they saw a ghost, they saw a spirit looming over them when they were sleeping and they couldn't move. It's like, yeah, that happened to me and I I know that wasn't a ghost. Like, yeah, that was, you know, that it was, was sleep paralysis. Yeah. And that sucks. That's like one of the few times I've been so horribly actually like terrified. Petrified, yeah. Yeah. It's like you can feel the adrenaline in your, in your body, but you can't actually move your muscles. Yep. So it's just sort of spinning around and you're getting all... You could up inside. Yeah, there's techniques to to try and get out of it, but see, trying to learn them is horrendous. Yeah, it all kind of goes out the window, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In the, within the moment, you know, trying to tell yourself that it's just a just a dream. It's just a dream, but you're like stuck, going, I can't say anything. Yeah, the first time it happened, it was was pretty hard, and then I was sort of just like on edge for the rest of the day after that. Right. And I think it lasted for maybe a couple of days. And it wasn't because I was like, I just saw a ghost. It was like, holy shit, that was sleep paralysis. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. there was the nerd in me that was like, this is fascinating. Yeah, there's that whole thing of like, you don't want to experience it again, but to get a sheer understanding of it, you're like, fuck, I really need, this needs to happen again to understand mm. it truly kind of thing. Yeah, it's not nice. I've had, I've had one bout of sleep paralysis myself but the thing i've got is uh the the, i now don't believe in ghosts in in any way shape or form like i maybe had an inkling for a while but now like not the slightest thing is i got hallucinations for a very long time from sleep so if i was to wake up i was seeing like people standing in front of me talking right and moving and stuff like that but i knew it was in my head. Like, I, 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 I like absolutely knew if I stood up and just got myself awake, mm. it would go. And I'm mm. like, oh, that's, you know, that's not a thing. It's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible to see, but, like, actually, as, as recent as last night, um, just for half a second, I was lying on the sofa, I'd fallen asleep on the, on the sofa, and my dog had come down the stairs. But what I saw wasn't my dog. I saw him come down what I saw following them was a person crawling down the stairs. Oh, my God. But they disappeared as soon mm. as they got to the, the post. 
Now most people would go, oh, you saw a ghost. But I'm like, no, it's not. It's like maybe I've made you're that. just really haunted. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> nah. I, I totally. Uh, ghosts were something that really scared me as I was growing up, like big time. Like couldn't turn out lights or anything for fear of something mm. turn up. And now because that has happened so frequently, I'm like, it just there's no way. Like yeah. no way at all. Yeah, I, I was the kind of kid that we would we would go find like spooky places yeah, to yeah. go and like look for ghosts and just like be out in the middle of the day in abandoned houses and buildings and stuff but it was like it would just be like daylight but really eerie and spooky yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like you're never going to find a ghost but it's the whole experience of hunting the ghost that gets everybody riled up and yeah and then people think they see something and they quite clearly don't but it's that thing as well, like you're you're hyping yourself up to it. If you were just if you were to just say, We're going to this house and we know it's not haunted and yeah. everybody goes with the intention of it's not haunted, it's just a house, you would stand in it and go, Oh lovely, nice old house. Yeah. And then yeah. you'd you'd go away and Why that's are we it. Here? Yeah, exactly. Why are we here and we'll go home? But because you've you've got the preconceptions, you've seen films, you've had like Strange But True on the telly and stuff like that, you're like Oh my, oh my god. god. I just love Strange But True. Oh, scared to show me. Loved it, but yeah, scared yeah. to show yeah. me. Yeah. I watched so much content media that is ghost stuff, yeah. spooky stuff, and I think I don't, I don't really know why. Like, there's something about it that I'm just drawn to, and I just yeah. I know ghosts aren't real. And another reason I don't think they're real is like, what happens to all the ghosts once the world explodes? Yeah, they like, do. They just hang about in space, just float like <laughs> oh well, because <laughs> everyone says ghosts are intrinsically tr- like fixed in place yeah. and time and it's like well what if that place just gets completely removed from existence it's like that's yeah. what happens to the ghost it's funny I uh, don't know if you've seen that film A Ghost Story with uh, Casey Affleck oh no 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 it's no. really good but they're, they kind of answer a bit of that question-ish oh. in it mm. um, it's, re- it's really good but my god it is like it's such an art film there is barely any dialogue yeah, there yeah. is long drawn out bits of just nothing and you really need to be in the mood to watch it because um, otherwise it is a case you will be like god this is so boring like, uh-huh. happening. but it's, it is good but yeah they kind of do that they do bits where like a certain ghost of some sort is in a house and then the house gets demolished and then it's just the ghost standing like what do I do? But it just stays there, like looking about. Yeah. So, what's the best ghost film story that you've seen? <sighs> I say best. Best is such a terrible word. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, the one that's resonated with you the most. Hmm. Well, that's like a proper question. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Strange but strange but true, not film, but strange but true mm-hmm. stuck with me hardcore. It was ridiculous. Strange but true, I think. I think that's the whole reason I ended up being scared of the dark when I was young was because mm-hmm. of that show. Um, Which is funny because if you go back and watch it on YouTube now, it's just like so British. Yeah, hell yeah. And there'll be yeah. people with that. Well, we're driving up motorway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just had to stop for a couple minutes. And all of a sudden, there was this bloke that appeared in the sky. <laughs> yeah, I remember that exactly. <laughs> the, the one I remember is a couple going on holiday and going to like this little like district place that had like loads of flowers and a big had loads of shops and everything. And uh, time travel one. Uh, oh, time what? travel. It's like 
Oh, maybe not. No, well, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. it might be, possibly. Mm. But they, they go and like, the place is flourishing and they, they spend the whole day there and they speak to loads of people and speak to a person that's owned a shop for years yeah. and all this kind of stuff. And then they go to go back to it the next day. There's no flowers. The, the place, there's no sign saying it's where gone. to come in. It's yeah. totally gone, it's like yeah. Time slip, I think. It's yeah, yeah. And they're like, what? And it's like they speak to somebody who's like, oh, it's, you know, the town hasn't been here for like a shop ages ago, <laughs> like that kind of stuff. They don't actually, they don't do the whole thing of, oh, it was abandoned years ago, or anything <laughs> like that. They, they actually do just say, that was what was going through my head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they do actually just say, like, no, nobody's been here for fucking ages. You know what I mean? Like, they, they really are quite frank about it, which yeah. freaks them out even more because they're like, but we were here, like, and they've got stuff from it, which is the creepy thing. Like yeah. they've got the couple, but it is it oh, is that yeah. kind of How thing do that is like rationalize that. I know. I think. See now in hindsight, thinking about it, because it's the dramatization that happens after. Mm. I think in hindsight, they went to a place and then they went to go find it and couldn't find it, and then yeah. they find <laughs> oh, a place right. that looks yeah. very similar and went. Oh, well, this is it. That's the, the thing, because these stories, they, they always start with, we were driving in the countryside <laughs> on our way to X, like Muriel's wedding, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> to see Tony Collette. <laughs> to see Tony Collette. And they, um, they get lost or something, or they take a wrong turn, they end up in the town. That's how they find the town in the first place. Yeah. And then, surely it's not surprising, they can't find the town again. Yeah. Considering they were lost the first time. Mm-hmm. And then we just magically found it the next day. It was like, no, you didn't. You stumbled into some place that was roughly maybe close by and hasn't been there for years. <laughs> you went to the wrong town. <laughs> or the person you ask has just been a dick and was like, nah, it doesn't exist, mate. <laughs> <laughs> You're walking away going, <laughs> Did I again? It's, it's like two miles down the road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's definitely strange but true. I think aside from that, maybe some of the... I watched VHS... Oh yeah. Recently, and that's that's I've not been able to watch that since. I don't know why. It's that it's them going through the house, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know the all the random fuzzy screens and stuff. It just oh, freaked me out. Really freaked me out. Yeah. Have I seen that? One? You have seen that. Yeah. It's like, it's like an, a whole franchise now. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. Huge. It's like an anthology series. They go in looking for a VHS tape, but then they end up looking at all the tapes to find. A specific one, and it plays a different story. A different time. story each time. Yeah. Oh. One of them that's really creepy is the there's like a girl at a party with a guy, and she keeps saying that she likes him, and then it, it, it's really weird. Like they go back to a hotel room, and they're all oh yeah, yeah, down yeah. to her, whatever, and she gets really scared, and then she kills everybody in the room, and he comes back out, and like everybody's dead, and she just it's she's at the opposite side of the room, and then she's just in front of his face, and I'm like. Oh my god! <laughs> and she's like some weird alien thing, like her face opens up yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. She like throws him downstairs and stuff and gets on top of him and like tries to eat him and stuff. Oh, really I've, creepy. Have you seen the second one? Or just no, the first one, no, it's just the first one, yeah. I couldn't go in the second one, I watched the first one, I'm like, no, I'm not watching that. <laughs> yeah, I think the second one's more sort of rounded. It's probably a little scarier as well. Oh, God. Some crazier stuff that happens. Is that the one with aliens and the dog? Yes. See, I, I can't... Oh, I would say, yeah, you probably don't want to watch I it. I can't watch that. No, I know what happens. Yeah. I, I, I know what happens. And, um, yeah, I just... But it really freaks me out. Oh, I think there's something in the first one about, like, a shadow in the woods or something like that as well. It's just like mm-hmm. a... It's almost like a glassy image that goes about in the woods and bumps mm-hmm. them all off. But he starts to see them all 
well, like the head cut off and stuff. And oh, then, yeah. Oh, it's really there's, odd. There's so many of these little stories that I always forget. But it's that whole pause the camera and turn it back on thing, like yeah. with them being there and then right in front of them that really freaks the fuck out of me. There was like a pretty spooky one that was, it's VHS one, but I don't remember which film it's in. Yeah. It's this person who had lost an eye and they have an eye replacement and it's got a camera fitted in oh, the right. eye. And then the guy starts seeing like dead people, ghosts in his house. Right. Okay. So it, because it's the footage, I remember that you can see the ghost, but he can't see the ghost. So he's just walking around, like putting <laughs> stuff away and they, there's like somebody standing right next to him just like staring at him and he's just doing his stuff like, oh. <laughs> oh shit like that just scares me <laughs> there's a there's a YouTube video that ended up being turned into a film that's like somebody turning on and off a light mm. and the thing standing in the hall and he oh. like turns it turns it off and it's there turns uh-huh. it on and it's gone turns it off it's there turns uh-huh. it off it's gone and he turns it off and it's not there and he's like oh he does it a couple of times uh, and he turns it back on and it's like, it's like <laughs> um, but that really like that, that did me in the first time I watched it because I'm going what's going to happen with this one <laughs> stupid <laughs> what's going to happen with this one <laughs> like, <gasps> but that got turned into an actual film apparently I think it got turned into a, I want to say it got turned into a game as well Five Nights of Freddy's? No, 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 no. I, that, yeah. Because that's, that's a similar, like. Yeah, turn. no, it got turned into something like quite, like an indie game, kind of mm. a mixture between like Amnesia and something else. But it's got like somebody standing, like. <laughs> it's, it's the video I remember seeing is somebody coming around a corner and this thing just standing in the hall, like screaming and then them going away and then coming back yeah. and it's gone. And yeah. it's like, oh, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get too freaked out by films but as soon as I'm the player trying to do anything anything remotely like go into this completely pitch black room I'm like nope yeah not go into this body of water absolutely not yeah we played we had a couple friends around when Resident Evil 7 came out right and none of you wanted to play it so you made me play it yeah and if I thought someone else is in control, it's totally fine. Man, if I thought Gears of War multiplayer was giving me a heart attack, my my spirit had left my body for this completely. It was the most stressful. You were sweating, red. You were... barely hold the controller. Everyone else is screaming and going. Ah, I'm the one controlling the thing, trying to keep the the ship. And you kept going like, oh, does course. anyone want to take over? We're like, nope. Jeez. Was this the one that was? It was a VR one as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you could not play. I would no, never. I would never VR. play that in VR. Yeah. That, you'd have to be a complete madman to play that in VR. Right. Oh my god. A friend of mine played it in VR and said it just made him feel sick, but just because of the motion more than anything. But he said he literally couldn't get past like the first two bits. He was just like, I can't do this. I can't do this. You could. Yeah, you tried VR recently. Yeah. First time playing VR was this game build that they'd made uh, how to try and show people what it's like living as a blind person. Yeah. Alright. So probably not the best thing to try when you're no (laughs) first VR experience. But I, I felt sick for the rest of the day. Really? I felt like it was the same sick I felt when I was spinning around on that chair for too long. <laughs> <laughs> so there's definitely a commotion thing. Um, so that was bad, but I would never play that game. Any game in VR. Has to be I a... can't get my head around it with my glasses. <laughs> yeah! in theory you can focus it, but I just... But my glasses... <laughs> 
and then I feel like you would just get a headache from having a screen right in front of, right your, in front of your eyeballs. Yeah, because people do it with their phones and everything as well. Yeah. Like those fake VR things. But yeah. then I'm like, yeah. I, couldn't, I just couldn't do it. Couldn't do it at all. Oh, no, no, too freaky. I'm just, I'm, I want to say, I'm imagining like, watching a horror film with it on and just being like, oh my god. <laughs> Fruit or veg? Or veg, veg, probably veg. I, I, well, I can only speak for myself. <laughs> I eat well, more veg than I do fruit. Oh, I eat more veg than fruit. But I do enjoy a banana. I think banana is the alpha. Would fruit. you choose banana over all veg? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I do that? <laughs> if you had to pick one for the rest of my life, no, just as the best one. Oh. Oh no! No, you can't do that. I said, I said it's the best fruit. I didn't say it was okay. the best all-rounder. I don't think there is a best all-rounder. So you're working there, you were saying? Yes. How often do you work there? Is this part of the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Day, day, I don't, I don't day, know if I'm allowed day, to talk about my work on the podcast. It's just day job. Do day you, job, yeah. Day job and I do work, you enjoy it? I work in a store. Okay. Um, it's uh, it's only like 16 hours a week. It's a job. It's no. Yeah. Just something that's tied over in between doing everything else. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, everybody has to do it. It's to sort of being a part of being a creator. Mm-hmm. You have to find some other bit of income because you can't guarantee on projects coming your way or yeah, like yeah. making money from your own projects. So it's just the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody kind of goes through that where they literally they need the, the half to work something I think the people that give it up and then rely on the other half or something like that I always sit and go how do you manage that because <laughs> really how do you manage that yeah. the other half must really love you <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I mean I've been really I've been really lucky over the last few years mm-hmm. I've been able to mostly do work or my own work kind of full time um, well, this year and last year, not not so much because there's been a lot of stuff going going on and sorting things out. But yeah, for the most part, I've been pretty lucky. Yeah, it's good. Um, I don't have a day job, but I'm because I I'm doing the workshops at DCCS and creative learning stuff at McManus is pretty regular. Okay, funny. You, this is. <laughs> I said, oh, I think there's another question. This is the question. It was the thing about day job, and everybody has day jobs that are so polar opposite from what they actually do. And it's quite funny that both of you are very much in a kind of creative field or have been in a creative field mm. for so long and both kind of work within the same thing. It's interesting. Yeah, it's sort of circumstance and luck. Yeah. I think we like I keep saying, but we've both been very lucky. Like I came through the masters and then finished and just sort of was at the right place at the right time mm-hmm. and got sort of involved in the Dundee Comics creative space in the in its beginning. And yeah. I sort of I sort of helped the best I could for the first couple of years with that. Um when you sort of finished That's up uni cool. and then you were already in the space before you finished uni. Yeah. And got Helen in there as well. And yeah. then did the Masters while in there. Because I've, like, I've been doing workshops for four years now. Yeah, yeah. seems yeah. crazy. Um, that is mad. And none of us thought we would get that length 
out of the workshops. Like no. When we first started, we didn't know what we were doing. It was just like... I was terrified. Our first workshop, it was like, what are we doing? What are these children? <laughs> and now, like, all the kids know me. And it's just like, oh, it's you again. <laughs> Not in a bad way. Like, because, like, you really get to know them and just, like, how... Like one week they'll be really happy, or mm. one week like a whole bunch of them just moved up to high school, so that's been that's been fun. Oh dear, <laughs> that's been really cool to see them like grow as people as well. Yeah, because like, totally. when they first came, they were just just like little babies. They're like ten years old, eleven yeah. years old, and now they're moving up to high school. And they've... and we've just had a couple of Tuesdays move up into the Wednesday group, which hasn't happened before. So that like changes the. Like the Wednesday group has suddenly gotten bigger, and we've had like new people this year anyway, and they're all just so they're so supportive of each other. Like they haven't met each other, but if one of them is drawing something, they're all like, "Oh, that looks really cool!" And they're just all like naturally mm-hmm. so nice to each That's other. Good. Yeah. And they, yeah, they I come home and yeah. I'm like, "My babies, ah, they're so good." <laughs> well, then with the amount of kids that they come, to pick, particularly to the Wednesday ones that need that space as a is a personal yeah. space where they can be themselves and hang out and be whatever and whoever they want to be and I, I think that gets lost in the shuffle of what the DCCS does a lot and yeah. doesn't I think you particularly don't get as much credit as you should get for that because a lot of that over the last couple of years has been you're doing yeah and you sort of taken the reins of that and a lot of it gets swept to the side for other things that get brought up mm. and I think that's a shame because there's a lot of good stuff that's that's happening with the kids. Yeah. Like, I've gotten a lot... Like, I think I'm probably making the most money off doing workshops with young people, whether it's, like, kids who come in with their families for drop-ins mm. or whatever. But it's just just encouraging them. Like, some, some people come in with their parents and their parents have expectations of what they should be doing. And right. I'm like, just let them be. Just let them be creative. Don't... Like, don't tell a child if they're being creative that they're doing it wrong. So that's kind of my... Because mm. <laughs> mm. I kind of... I didn't have that when I was growing up, so I'm very much with the with the kids. Like, you can do... Because I... For the Tuesday group, I come up with, like, a little prompt card each week. And right. one of them collects them. She's got a little Pokemon card box, and she collects all my prompt cards. <laughs> and it's just... But then some of them are like, oh, do I have to do this? And it's like, no, it's just if you don't have an idea, this is a starter. Yeah. And some of them will go off with that. Others will know exactly what they're doing. Others are just there because their friends are there. Like some of our Tuesdays say, my friend group is here. Yeah. And it's mm. just, oh, That's cute. my That's good. heart can't take it. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to know that kids are actually getting that space to support each other as well though, because I mean in, in school they're not going to get that they're going to get picked on if they yeah. if they show any sort of like oh I'm you know, sticking up for my mate blah 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 or anything or oh I'm really good that they're doing <coughs> this and it, it, I guess it doesn't really change much over the years it like doesn't from what we see in outreach workshops and stuff is there was one we did in, in high school um, I wouldn't say the name of it but <laughs> Uh, we got brought up to do it and stuff and we went up in the trade and things and it was all super nice but the the kids were slightly older like maybe 16 17 right and they just didn't want to be there no. be part of it and it was just such a there was sort of no way to get to them to, yeah to be like this is fine like just relax have fun they just yeah, switched off weird, straight away there's a weird something well puberty happens yeah because like, <laughs> the, the 10 year olds coming to the clubs they're like they're drawing they're cool they're like come up with characters and then suddenly there's a 
like a switch gets flipped and it's like, oh, I can't, I can't do this. It has to be perfect. It has to be this. It has to be that. And you're like trying to encourage them so they don't lose that creativity because they're all that. They have so many ideas. Yeah. Do you do you think um, schools uh, and or parents maybe knock that out of them? As well as puberty. Yeah, definitely. Because yeah. puberty unlocks our confidence, but yeah, it, it, it does. It just makes everybody <laughs> super being hyper aware. Being a teenager aware. is terrible. Yeah, <laughs> but it just makes them like super hyper aware all of a sudden out yeah. of nowhere. Whereas like the schools and the parents won't really. They're not exactly going to be encouraging them to be creative when they're no. meant to be getting their grades and stuff like that, are they? And it's 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 really hard being a kid. Like it is, and that doesn't change. Like it's always going to be hard to be a kid and be a teenager, and and having all these people telling you what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing. And if you're a naturally creative person, or that you just, or you're drawn to like whatever it is you're drawn to, and you have people that you see as your sorry beacons and guiding light, and mm. and not authorities, but like people who are sort of have a control of what direction you take and they're all telling you like what are you wasting your time with that for it's like how how does that affect you yeah and it's like I, I've come from a family who have been creative and artistic and with that's been no problem and it's just like you do what you want to do mm-hmm. just don't do accounting <laughs> or get into the maths or something it's like <laughs> hey no danger of that happening at all but it's just like when, you, when I'm at school and I, I remember like in sixth year when I was leaving saying goodbye to the teachers and stuff I went to go say goodbye to my English teacher who I thought respected me and I got on quite well with and mm. I said oh I've, I've applied to art school I'm going to art school he just said why would you want to do a thing like that <laughs> I thought you're a smart boy why are you doing that and I was just like oh man that sucks yeah. <laughs> yeah. he just shot me down yeah one sentence thank you yeah. very much uh, right, I'm gonna do my wrap up questions, folks. Okay. Because uh, I'll get off and get out your hair. So here comes the one question that everybody answers the exact same. Oh I'm, my probably gonna, I'm probably gonna have to change it. Do you think that different coloured M&Ms have different flavours? No. No, but Smarties do. It's, it's, yeah, gotta see, change it to Smarties. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> oh. See, I think different M&M's do. It's just me. <laughs> Are you just eating different kinds of M&M's? Like crispy and peanut? And- no, well, I've not had them in ages anyway. I can't have them anymore, which is a shitter. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. Milk and all that jazz. Yeah. And the fact that the blue ones are made out of beetles. But, yeah. 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 Always freaks me out. Always Smarties kinda- taste. Yeah. It's orange Smarties taste of orange. Mm-hmm. And I used to think the purple ones tasted different, but I know that was just my brain <laughs> well, apparently the blue ones have a taste of blue like I kid you not they have a, a flavour called blue but pff, I think that is literally just like <laughs> rack the E numbers up in it and there we go that's yes. the uh, that is yeah. blue uh, still or sparkling if it's water still if it's meant to be sparkling then it's got to be sparkling <laughs> Flat Pepsi is a very sad. Yeah, sad I guess. Uh, yeah, that's pretty rubbish. I mean, still because water should be still. I don't like sparkling I don't like water. Sparkling. I don't. Yeah. I know people it's who like it, and I've bought. I bought one by accident from Tesco recently, and I've got. Uh, yeah, it tastes like sweaty feet. Yeah, I've seen people drinking sparkling water that is room temperature, not even chilled, 
and they are monsters. That is like the worst thing. Ah. Was it David by any chance? Because <laughs> <laughs> he does that. <laughs> was he the inspiration for this yeah. question? <laughs> yes, very much so. Uh, yeah, he, he can tank a whole bottle of room temperature sparkling oh, water. I'm just oh like, God. God. Not just, even like flavoured. No, no, just just sparkling water. See, flavoured water is different. Yeah. As, 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 he, he, had a, he had a point with this, which was people probably don't like sparkling water because when they taste something sparkling, they're expecting sugar and flavour. Right. And when you get just sparkling water and it's nothing... It's just water, but it's carbonated. You're like, yeah. oh, it tastes funny, but it doesn't really taste funny. It just it still tastes of nothing, but it has carbonation to it. That's mm. it. But I then think. similarly, what's the point? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I've never I've never even liked flavored like sparkling water. To be honest, I no, get a bit freaked out by it because like if I'm having a strawberry flavored one, I'm like, this should be pink in some way. Yes, this needs some kind of thing some to sort of that there is strawberry artificial coloring. Yeah, well. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> White or brown bread? Man, probably like I would say on a day to day usage, I'm gonna categorize my bread here. On a day to day, yes, this is what I like. I prefer white bread. Okay. Uh, I I like for toast. I like white bread, baguettes, uh, just that kind of thing in general it's got to be white but I do very much enjoy seeded loaves multi-seed loaves yes. um, dipping into brown bread territory <laughs> <laughs> a flirtation with it if you will um, I don't really like just brown bread it's always a bit too dry for me okay um, but anything with like seeds I'll go for that yeah sometimes that's pretty good toasted as well like a multi-seed Bloomer, what do you think, Rebecca? You're thinking about something. I know. Cause I'm, I was brought up entirely on brown bread, so whenever I would go to like friends' houses and they had white bread, I'd be like, "Give me the white bread." <laughs> but I think <laughs> in kitchen. general, I prefer I prefer like the fancy loaves with seeds or like tomato bread. Tomato bread. In fact, <gasps> oh, tomato yeah. bread is my oh, ultimate bread. Okay. Definitely, yeah. See, I've not had tomato bread. I've had tomato and herb. Um, what they called? Peter's. Peter. No, not Peter Red. Uh, what they called? Wraps. The, the wraps. There we go. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Wraps. <laughs> Fucking hell! Couldn't think of the word wraps. But yeah, Peter Bread as well. I've <coughs> never had actual tomato bread. I love tomato bread. Banana bread. Oh, oh yeah. Banana oh yeah. Bread. Yeah. But banana, banana bread is banana bread mixture is, is predominantly a brown bread mixture. Is it? Mm-hmm. Is it? Hmm. Apparently so. Hmm. If you ever have it as well, it's usually kind of brown and yeah, look. But I always thought it was just because of the banana, but it is actually apparently quite a a brown bread mix. Well, that's like two of my favourite uh, food groups merged into one banana bread. I've got the <laughs> <laughs> the best oh, of the fruit. A good hearty banana bread is is beautiful. Oh yeah. Batman or Superman? What's the what's the split with this one? What's the most common? Because I think I know. Like everybody's going to say one. Aren't they? Who do you think everybody would say? Well, everyone's going to say Batman. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everybody does say Batman. <laughs> um, in mm, 
in animation, Batman, because Batman the Animated Series is one of my favourite cartoons growing up. But just in general, like, ethics? Superman? <laughs> <laughs> and the moral choice. Yeah. Superman. Yeah, sure, I'd go with that as well. But uh, I don't know. I've... Between Batman and Superman, I'd probably say Swamp Thing. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Yeah. They both had encounters with Swamp Thing as well. That's true. Good encounters as well. Batman more so than Superman, actually. Batman had a whole conversation and a fight. Yes. Superman just looked at him and thought, what the fuck is going on here? This is too much for me, man. Yeah, he really did. He really did. Uh... Yeah, everybody kind of goes for Batman. Although I like to put it to people, um, not on this, but I like to put it to people in general, if you were to choose between Adam West Batman or Christopher Reeve Superman. Oh, God. Adam West Batman. Easy. Really? Whoa. Rebecca coming in, hitting hard. No. I think that's a good question. Because I want... Well, I watched Supergirl first. That (laughs) terrible, terrible (laughs) film. Um, And I watched the Superman films when I was a kid but I came to the Batman TV series when I was a bit older and I fucking loved it Yeah, I love that everything is labelled it's like secret hideout yeah. it's sign yeah. doom button it's uh, but that's my sense of humour all that's individual little beakers and everything I love it yeah I think Cesar Romero not wanting to yep. shave off his moustache oh, he's my favourite yeah. Joker apart from Mark Hamill I think I'd agree with you like if Maybe if you'd asked me that like 20 years ago, I'd probably say Superman, Christopher Reeve Superman. But those films are kind of like, they're they're pretty funny and silly, but they're kind of taking themselves a little too seriously at yeah. times as well. But the Adam West thing is just like them climbing up the side of the building and <laughs> or the, with the big bomb red phone and the passing the bomb between them. It's, in, in, it's aged hileriously, but in a really good way. In a good, yeah, in a great like, way. Those Superman films are kind of shocky and... Christopher Reeves is great. He's amazing. Unbelievable. Probably the best Superman. If if if, if Dean Kane had managed to shut up. Yeah. Oh, then, yeah, totally. Then, yeah. If Dean Kane had managed to shut his big fucking mouth, that, then then yes. That came out of nowhere for me because I'd only seen him in the TV show. In the and TV then he show, yeah. Having opinions about things. About like, everything, oh yeah. Apparently, God. yeah. Superman, yeah. no! <laughs> Why? It's funny. Everybody came away with yeah, that. Did you like... not read your own scripts? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, favorite biscuit. Favorite biscuit. I like the jazzy things. biscuits from M and S. They cost two pounds, but they are delicious. Jazzy biscuits. It's just it's so it's like a down? shortbread biscuit, and a jazzy is melted into oh. it, and it's delightful. Yeah, you, there's like. Ten of them in the packet, and they cost two pounds. <laughs> God, <laughs> like, in seconds. They're so expensive. They're so good though. It's worth the price. What would your biscuit? Be? My favorite biscuit. Uh, my favorite biscuit's like this hazelnut wafer that's covered in dark chocolate. Oh wow! Oh yeah! <laughs> oh yeah! You get you get it in little. It's like a continental European thing, but it's. Oh, is it coming the the little bags? The, the, yeah, the the giant bags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they are nice. I have yeah. a second answer, <laughs> which is my more long term answer. <laughs> um, speculos, the lotus biscuits. 
Because I come from Belgium, and that's where they're from. <laughs> <laughs> that is brand loyalty. That is brand loyalty. Like, I remember having them as a kid, and my dad used to bring them over from Brussels, and then we realized they were just in Tesco, but he would make the effort to like, bring <laughs> big, big packets of yeah. these biscuits. They are... Um... They're vegan friendly and they're sugary as hell and oh my god they go with anything. They're beautiful. Never discovered them until quite later on. To be fair, I discovered them right. in, a, in a hotel room only uh, about only about four years ago or something. That'd be like hitting the jackpot for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I remember somebody was saying like, "Oh, you want to try the little hotel biscuit?" And like these normally taste like crap. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is this? Um, it was like a wrath to you moment. Just suddenly like. Mm. Standing in my grand's kitchen, like. <laughs> um, so the 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 hardest question, most heavy, heavy question that I've got. It, it's political as hell, and it it splits everybody, one hundred percent, and it ties nicely with the biscuit thing, being Jaffa cake, cake or biscuit. Oh, I was I was gonna say maybe Jaffa cake if we consider it a biscuit. Um, oh, I mean. Okay. I see why people say it's a biscuit. I understand that. However... It's cake. It's got a spongy base. It's got a cake base. Yeah. So to me it's a bit... It, oh, I don't know said the wrong thing! <laughs> <laughs> to me it's a cake. I don't want to be like, obviously it's got cake in the title. What, the, like, what, makes, what makes you think that people would say it was a biscuit then? Well, because I was in the biscuit it's aisle and people like... It's presented in a biscuit delivery system. A what? <laughs> in a way, it's not though. That sounds like a Wallace and Gromit. Because it's thing. in a because it's in a box. Not a lot of biscuits come in boxes. Crackers come in boxes. Oat cakes come in boxes. Did I say Jaffa cakes or crackers? No, 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 just, <laughs> this is this is where it gets this is where it gets tricky because Jaffa cakes does does come in a box. Okay, then comes wrapped in plastic. But mm. most of your biscuits come wrapped straight in a plastic or a papery yeah. plastic mm. wrapping. Mm. Mm. Most of your chocolate biscuits, especially your digestives and like that. It's only really like your more sort of healthier things, like your oat bars and your your uh, your Nairns biscuits. Yeah, they come in boxes. I think I, I see where you're coming from, but it's just like when I say I see why people would say they're really biscuits. Mm-hmm. It's because people like to bring up these conversations a lot, and some people just argue for the sake of arguing. Yep. It's like. I see why you would say that, not necessarily because it meets the specifications of a biscuit, but just because you want to argue whether it's a cake or a biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> but to me, it, it's a it's a cake. It's a Jaffa cake. It's a cake, right? Well, cake is in the name, so it should be it should just be a simple answer. But I can I can inhale an entire box of Jaffa cakes in like a minute and a half. And oh, yeah. Olivia will also have an opinion on this question. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to know what the most common answer is? Yes. Cake. Good. 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 <laughs> Good. I'm although, glad that we're all in agreement. <laughs> although, although, there is, there is a, a very strong contingent that say biscuit, and when they say biscuit, it is like adamant. It is oh, biscuit. so they're very vocal. Yes. So the why? vocal few. Yes. But mainly because it's found in the biscuit aisle. And that you can dunk it. Yeah, but you find snacker jacks in the biscuit you could dunk aisle. Dunk a French fancy if you wanted to. <laughs> Although, <laughs> dunk it in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Although that's uh, that's uh, 
heading into shaky territory there as well because what snackerjack yeah because snackerjacks and rice crackers and everything it actually if you follow the biscuit aisle mm-hmm. which we do biscuit aisle it starts off at your um, posh cookies and everything and goes into like your digestives and that and then follows into your chocolate ones but if you come back up the other side that's when you get into like your jaffa cakes and everything Oh. And and you're sort of more chocolatey like penguins and everything. And oh, then, it's, right, and then yeah. it descends into like yeah. your Belvita bars. Oh yeah. Then Breakfast it gets into bars. the kind of healthy stuff. Then it gets starts getting into crackers and oat cakes and stuff like mm. that. And then into your snacker jacks and stuff. So there is a system to it. See, if it were up to me and I was in charge of supermarkets, I'd be putting the Jaff cakes with the Kipling stuff. Yes. Yeah, see that makes sense. Like the like the French fancies and stuff. You wouldn't know. But that might just be because I'm used to it being in the biscuit aisle. I'm trying to think what else is in the biscuit aisle that could be considered cakey. Not really much else. No, everything else that's considered cake is put with Kiplings and that down in the bread aisle. Yeah. Which, that's a confusing thing all in itself as well. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That goes in beside, like, jams and everything. Yeah. I mean, with I'm the... so troubled. See, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a hard-hitting question. Yeah, I'm thinking of the I supermarket used to get that we frequent. With my mum, we go to the corner shop. Yes, it is. Yeah. And get Jaffa cake cakes, and they were like, I don't know how you describe this size <laughs> audibly, but it was like a proper cake, and it had like three like points. a wagon wheel size. Yeah. But it was like proper sponge base and right. it had like three points of the marmalade and then and it was like a, but they they marketed it as a Jaffa cake cake. Yeah, that's that's a seed saying it twice as well. Yeah. yeah. See that's, to really hit home, this is cake. <laughs> that's the kind of ones mm. you get in Leon, the restaurant the chain thing. Like mm. the, the cafe place Leon. Um you get Jaffa cake cakes, but they're just called Jaffa cakes. They're not called Jaffa Cake Cakes. They're called Jaffa Cakes. Mm. And they're completely different, really, <coughs> from a Jaffa yeah. Cake. Hmm. I don't know. I don't have the answer. I just have to go in my gut, and it's a cake, and I put it beside the cakes. I'm somewhere right in the middle. Yeah? Completely, yeah, completely right in the middle. Mm. So I, this is why I ask everybody else. I think you're right in that it should be beside the Kiplings and stuff, but at the same point, if you wanted to, you could dunk it, and it is found in the biscuit aisle already, and Nairns do also come in uh, boxes. I'm not sure why you'd want to dunk it, though. It's got, no, it's got a lot going on. I've, I've tried yeah. it once before, and it fell apart instantaneously, so I don't yeah. understand why you would. I wouldn't go dick... Uh... <laughs> 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 I wouldn't go dunk my dick. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't dunk like a... Uh... French fancy. No, no. No, that was just the first cake that came into my mind. Yeah. yeah. The uh, I lost my train of thought there when I said dick. <laughs> the other thing that gets said quite a lot is that um, a cake is spongy and goes hard when it goes off, whereas a biscuit goes soft when it goes off. Mm-hmm. So therefore a Jaff cake goes hard so it's a cake. They don't last long enough in this house to avoid. No, <laughs> no, to see no that I, I so think I've witnessed news. it once. This is news to me. I've never I seen that. Generally, don't allow that to happen. No, <laughs> it's an odd one again though because the chocolate on the top can go all mouldy and minging um. and pretty soft. So you've got one half that's hard, one half that's soft. 
What happens to marmalade if it's just left the, sitting? The little jelly bit in the middle actually just disintegrates entirely. Ooh. It just like if you break into a Jaffa cake when it has gone mouldy, it's just like it merges with the chocolate in the cake and just disappears entirely. It's horrible. Yikes. Well, that can't be good for you. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, here's a bonus to that, actually. Do you have a specific way of eating a Jaffa cake? I don't. I don't normally eat them. Right. Um, <laughs> I try to hold, like, perch it on my fingers so I don't get chocolate all over my hands because if, if I'm eating them, I'm eating the whole box. And I'm sorry to my father if he ever listens to this <laughs> <laughs> because he would not approve. Um... I used to like bite around the edges and then bite, like have the middle bit. Mm-hmm. But no, I'm just like I just scarf them down. <laughs> nice one. Why pretend? Because Olivia really likes jaffa cakes as well. So in the studio, it's good because I can be like, if I have one, I'm like, please eat half of these. <laughs> Stop me from eating all of these. And she's just like, don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, thank you very much, folks for uh, going through these last sort of questions. Any questions for myself? Uh, What's your favourite dog breed? Oh! oh, oh You're welcome. Oh. <laughs> it's actually kind of easy for me to answer this, but... Is it based on the dogs that you own? Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> it's Labradors, 100%. But I say 100% and then I'm thinking 99%. There is... It's always that with dogs, isn't it? You always see <laughs> yeah. a dog that's... That you go, wow, look at that dog. Yeah. Even it's like the most common dog. Yeah. Every new dog you see, it's like, wow, a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, for the longest time, didn't like Border Terriers because one of the Border Terriers that I got was a pain in my ass. And I don't know, over the past year and a half, he's become one of my favourites. He is oh. amazing. And he's just totally calmed down and everything as well. And I love him a bit. So I kind of would love... Border ter- I've got two other border terriers to get as way to uh, out as well. Two girls, and they're just gorgeous little things, um, and they're just dead playful and stuff. They're very yappy though. That's the only thing. Yeah. The bark goes right through you. Yeah. Um, a couple of Romanian rescues that I walk as well that are absolutely gorgeous, but they're just like hyper breeds. There's so much in them; it's unreal. But they just look like so many different things. Hmm. Uh, Cocker Spaniels are pretty good. A bit ratty, but they're pretty good. Uh, and... Oh, German Shepherds. Oh, yeah. Love German <laughs> Shepherds. The two that I've got as well are like proper sooks. Um, they always, the, the, the only thing with them is though they're, they're absolutely beautiful dogs and they're brilliant. I think they've got a really good temperament, but the problem with them is when they play, they, they all do the exact same thing, which is called the Shep Chase where they go behind a dog like a sheep and they bite on their bum. Yeah. And try, oh, like, yeah, try yeah. to chase them down Steer kind of thing. Them, yeah. yeah. And oh, it's just annoying. Even the most coothy one that I've got, he does it to my youngest one all the time because he knows he'll get off with it. So he chases him down and he, he bites his ass. And it's the only dog that I've ever seen him actually look at like, please stop doing that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he doesn't do it with anybody else. He just does it with my youngest one. I've seen him chase down other dogs and he doesn't do it at all. Huh? Um, but yeah, it's a, yeah, it's gonna, I'm going to say lap. That's what I've got. But I've always wanted a lap. So. 
So when I did get them, it was like, (laughs) 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 I love these dogs so much. So, yeah. The good old Labrador. But, close second ship. Actually, oh, tied second ship or staffy. Ooh. Oh, I didn't expect that. My yeah. old dog was a Labrador Staffy cross. <gasps> oh my god, it must be so powerful. No. Oh, no, <laughs> not she, at all. She was very sweet and, well, she would pull on the lead, but... For uh, for the sake of, um, for listeners, where can everybody find you, etc.? Um, I'm on Twitter, at Rika's. I'm on Instagram at Bleakers, but I think it's been maybe six months since I posted anything on there, so that's probably not the best place to follow me, so Twitter. <laughs> but I hate, I hate the new Twitter layout. It has ruined me posting artwork, because it used to be that everything you would post would come oh. up square, but now it comes up as this weird landscape yeah, shape, yeah, yeah. and I don't like it at all. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a pain. I put something up with the dogs today, when I was holding like a Chili's thing, it was it was just replying to somebody with the dogs in it and you literally just saw my face and no dogs no yeah because the algorithm mm. decides what it thinks the most interesting yeah that was yeah. awful so it was just a stupid face going fantastic and yourself Nori can everybody find you online except you can me. find me at prehistoric frog on twitter uh, instagram you're at Nori Miller on instagram on, uh, at Nari Miller on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't have a website yet, but I'm thinking of setting one up. I just need to have a snappy title. I'm thinking about Scotland's sweetheart. (laughs) 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 Dot com. Brilliant. So I hope nobody takes that. Thank you very much, folks. Thank Thank you. you. Goodbye. send us any comments or questions or just to say hello you can reach us by email at thatcomicsmell at gmail.com you can also follow us on twitter and instagram at thatcomicsmell share the podcast with your friends and followers we are on soundcloud spotify itunes youtube and most other places you find podcasts and don't forget to rate review and subscribe thanks for listening Our music is by Chart Smasher and this track is Dial Up. You can find Chart Smasher on Twitter at Joan Edam and you can buy the tracks on Bandcamp.